as I've mentioned many times over the last few months, I record the solo episodes where it's just me, no guest in the private community I run called Beyond Measure. And they are done live. They're, they're live because I enjoy the input from others, the conversation. That's, that's one drawback to podcasting, especially not having a co-host anymore, is that it feels strange to me to just have a conversation where I'm the only one speaking. And it's really wonderful, even when someone's not speaking on the show, but to have their input before I record, as as was done today, but also during in, in the chat that happens in Beyond Measure. And I was sharing with the members that I'm feeling really tired today. And it's an interesting experience because I'm reflecting on how a lot of us have to pretend we're not tired when we're in any sort of work or professional setting. Or maybe we can mention it, but I don't think a lot of us have permission to, societal permission, to be clear. Of course, uh, given that many of us live in countries set up for freedom and independence and um, personal decision-making, I think we do have the ability to, to set boundaries for ourselves, but yet there's an, a feeling, at least that I felt that you have to push past your physical challenges, limitations, experiences. You have to suck it up. And I don't know how much I just want to suck it up. I don't know if I want to live a life masking how I really feel. It's been a big theme on the show where I think I've gone a lot of my life trying to pretend to be or feel a certain way in order to get approval, to fit in, to meet expectations especially in a professional setting. So what do you do on a day where you don't feel like you can give 100%? Do you give 90, 80, 70, blow, blow? Do you give the bare minimum but pretend as if you're not? And I think in certain situations, I can pretend a little bit better and I'm willing to pretend it's, it's worth it. If I were really tired doing something anyways, there's a lot of societal pressure to do that. And in this moment, it feels like something that many of us have been trained into. I, I, I think I've mentioned how I've been reading a bunch of uh, books specifically around work recently. I, I mentioned this in last uh, the previous solo episode about freedom and independence. And um, one book that's really coming to mind is Saving Time by Jenny O'Dell. Really wonderful read. And she examines time from a lot of different angles and how we utilize it and shares a lot of the historical context for how we operate and how many of us work. And one thing that came up in, in a number of books lately is, is this um, man with the last, I think his name is Frederick something Taylor and the concept of Taylorism. 
And many people also attribute Ford, um, the, the car manufacturer, to the factory. And basically in the early 1900s, there was a whole new philosophy on getting people to work and how people work and how to how the owners of companies and managers and all that could extract the most out of workers. And while some of that work mentality might be outdated, there's still this lingering idea of hustling and pushing beyond how you feel physically. And, and for what reason is, is the bigger question. And depending on the situation, the circumstances that you're in, I, I think it's an interesting exercise to just pause and say, well, why am I doing something despite not feeling good enough to do it? Well, there's one perspective, which is what is your version of good enough? You know, there, there is a desire to do things right or perfectly, whatever that means. And, and maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe your bare minimum is good enough. And that's why you might decide to move forward something, even if you don't feel 100%. It's also interesting to think, do you ever really feel 100%? <laughs> I remember one time I was filling out like uh, some journal and it, it would have me like rate how my day was in various categories. And I remember thinking it's very rare that I would rate myself on as the top score and sometimes I think like what would have made me feel like I was doing a hundred percent and and that was actually a hard thing to quantify because there's so many variables but anyways this this idea of pushing ourselves so much um beyond perhaps our, our limits or our boundaries um I think if we can step back and really look at the bigger picture it becomes really interesting for me at least, like why we do things, even if they're unpleasant, even if they don't come naturally to us. Like there is this idea, like the just do it slogan, you know, like just do it anyways, like do it even when it's hard. I think there are times where that is really valid um, and helpful for us. I think going outside of our comfort zone, a huge theme of this podcast, the main theme of this podcast there's so many benefits outside of comfort, but I think there's a difference between when you're doing something maybe like because you're feeling a bit lazy or you, you are in the habit of not pushing yourself hard and, and you're not used to it versus when you really know yourself well and you know what your limits are and like really acknowledging, no, I don't. I don't feel well and I don't even want to push myself outside of that. I actually need to honor myself. I need to rest. I need to rest even if I feel the societal pressure to not rest. And I think about this in a lot of different contexts. Obviously for work, it, it's rare that I feel like I am today, fortunately. Like today, I just feel tired. And when I examine why, I had a lot of things going on today. I did a little too much. I pushed myself a little, I, my, I didn't, my capacity has been reached and now I'm trying to go beyond my capacity. And while that might be valued in society, does that really serve me? This is a, 
big part of my point. I have to look at the ripple effect it's going to have for me because sometimes the ripple effect is really intense. Uh, it's very common for, for people to experience burnout, for example, because they push themselves over their capacity way too often. And that's why stepping back and saying, oh, actually this harmed me. This wasn't really worth it. Maybe I could feel like I fit into societal standards and expectations, but if I'm burned out, now I'm actually uh, going backwards. I'm, I'm not being productive. I'm so burnt out. I can't do anything. I feel, I feel acutely aware of that within myself these days, and I'm not willing to push myself to the point of burnout very often. I will do that if it's kind of a temporary burnout, meaning like maybe I just need to rest a little bit longer after a big project or something, but I'm not willing to do it that consistently. But then there's the version of pushing ourselves in a way that actually leads to growth and strength. Uh, physically, for example, um, I've been doing a lot of hiking recently and noticing like what heart, what feels hard and cha challenging for my body and when that's serving me towards growth versus when that might actually be teetering on the point of injury and it's not serving me anymore. And that's sometimes a, a little bit hard to tell, but if I tune into myself, I can usually get this little signal that says like, no, like this is worth it. Like just push a little bit and then see how you feel and evaluate and it'll help you get stronger. And next time you'll have more endurance and resiliency and physical strength. Versus there are times where I'll really listen and go, mm, like this actually feels like it's hurtful and not helpful. And I might actually have an injury that could lead me to having to take a break for a lot longer, right? And I think work-wise, just like I said, we have to evaluate when it's serving us and, and helping us grow versus when it's pushing us so far that it's going to impede us because we're going to need to take a big break. And I think, I think that there are so many mixed messages about that and only we can know that for ourselves. Only we can know how much we can push ourselves in a healthy, helpful way versus when we're pushing us ourselves so much that it's going to get lead us to a negative place. But then what if it doesn't line up with what's expected of us? I think that's, that's the scary thing. What is at risk there? Are we going to lose a job, an opportunity? Is somebody going to think less than us? Is someone going to perceive us as weak? And what are the costs of that? What are the consequences? You know, it's nice to have this idea that we can operate in life and not worry about what other people think. But, you know, for many people, it's important what other people think. That's how we operate as a community, as a society, as workers. And Maybe it's a boss or a manager who is insistent on you operating at a certain capacity. It might sound nice and ideal to 
be able to set boundaries with them, but that's not always a great option. It depends a lot on our circumstances. It, it depends a lot on what our needs are, like how much money we need to make and what jobs are available to us. And I think a lot about these things. It's not a one size fits all. Even when we want something, it might not be in harmony with what others want or need from us and what we need from them. And it's an interesting exercise, you know, it, this just came out of me reflecting on my energy levels today. I'm trying not to judge myself and my decisions around it. I'm trying to be gentle and mindful. I'm trying to pace myself. And unfortunately, some of the timing of that did not line up with ideal situations. You know, I wasn't able to run the Beyond Measure community discussion today like I normally do. And I was able to express that and make a decision for myself, but it's hard when it comes at the expense of other people's expectations. You know, it's, it's that feeling of, I don't want to let people down. What are the consequences of letting people down? It's something I reflect on a lot. And Beyond Measure is made up of very understanding group of people. Um, so it's not a big risk. So I'm able to do what's best for me and also lead by example. That way I can say, if I were to show up uh, kind of at a 30% of my capacity, I certainly could do it, but you're not going to get the best version of me. That So essentially my 30% capacity could be more damaging too to show up that way because I think when we don't show up as our best or close to our best, other people can sense that. And sometimes that's damaging too. We've all been around someone who's really tired and we see how they're kind of checked out. They're not engaging. And they, I think sometimes there's a subtle social cues where where we don't feel as good around those people. I, I, I personally would rather not be around someone if they're not in a good mood because I'm going to pick up on that energy. It's going to have a ripple effect. It's going to impact me negatively. And it's, it's still hard though. <laughs> it's, I, I think integrity and showing up is, is so important, but I've noticed this throughout my professional career. I remember when I, I had a, a full-time job working nine to five, like even calling in sick felt really hard, even though I knew I was allowed to, even though it's expected that employees are going to have sick days, it was always hard. And I would ask myself, am I sick enough? <laughs> Is it really that bad? And that goes back to all these concepts of, of work that I've been researching lately, like that so many of people statistically don't even take all of their vacation days or all of their sick days because maybe we're afraid of taking too much time off and resting too much and what that says about us and afraid of the risks. Like maybe if we just show up so consistently over time, it'll give us job security. Maybe. But at what cost for ourselves is the bigger question. And it's, it, it's not an easy answer. 
resting is not easy in our society. Yesterday, uh, as of the day that I'm recording this, today is July 5th and yesterday was July 4th. And it was interesting because it was a Tuesday in 2023. And today, Wednesday, it's like back to work. Today kind of feels like a Monday to me. And I was so grateful for the four-day weekend we had in the States. Many of us, not everybody, went to the grocery store yesterday on the holiday. So people were still working. Um, but for me and my work, uh, my clients weren't really working. So I, I was... I felt like I had permission to take time off and just do things for myself, but it was so hard. I did end up working a little bit, uh, but I took a two hour walk earlier in the day yesterday. And I remember thinking how it felt really hard to just focus on my body for that time on a weekday. Like that time of day, it was, it was like 1030 in the morning when I started my walk. And I just thought, I'm so used to working at this time. It feels uncomfortable to not work. It feels hard to rest. I kept checking my phone and I had no reason to. I would check my emails just in case. But I didn't receive any emails in that time. But I still wanted to check because of ju that just in case feeling. And what if somebody did have an expectation or what if I could jump on a new opportunity? What if I could do a little bit more? Those what ifs were coming up for me all day. And I felt a little bit sad about that because it is a recognized holiday. And I wanted to take advantage of that rest but I was noticing how hard it was. And now I feel like today's the day that I, I need more rest. And it's a little frustrating because I feel like due to the day the holiday fell on that I almost want to rest from the holiday, if that makes sense. Uh, and yet there's a cultural expectation that everybody's back to work and you got to catch up from from the Monday and Tuesday that fell on the holidays. And and that has led me, I think, to this feeling of tiredness. It's like all that catch up, all of that that built up work energy that wanted to express itself on the holiday. But I was trying to set boundaries around it. And it's just so interesting. I'm trying not to fall into the trap of the hustle and like constantly working because I don't think that's sustainable for myself. And after reading some of these books, I wonder how sustainable it is for anybody to be working this much, to always be thinking about work, to always be falling into these traps essentially, of like not allowing ourselves to rest, not allowing ourselves to take sick days, not allowing ourselves to slow down. I think the reason that I'm struggling today with just the feeling of being tired is because I've been so entrenched in that world of go, go, go. You can't slow down. You, you know, okay, you had your break. Now the break's over. And reading books like Saving Time just make me wonder, like, oh, this doesn't feel so good for us <laughs> as a species.
But I, at the same time, can acknowledge there, the two things can be true at the same time where it might not feel that good to us, but that is how a lot of our society operates for better, for worse. You know, it's not as simple as just saying you're going to take a break or a nap or turning down things, switching things that like, it's not that easy. It takes a lot of processing and reflection and it's very, very relative to each of our lives and how our lives are set up. And speaking of relativity, I want to take a moment to read through the comments in, in Beyond Measure. One person said so eloquently, I'm having a hard time turning off my emotions for society these days. Like, yeah, turning off is kind of the theme of this, right? Like, do we turn ourselves off to rest? Do we turn, tune out societal expectations? And do we just tune out what other people want from us in order to take care of ourselves? It's one way of looking at it. Or do we turn ourselves off to try to meet other expectations? I think that we're very pressured to do the latter. We're encouraged to not let our emotions and our physical experiences get in the way of our work because so much of our worth is tied up in productivity and efficiency, out, you know, output. And that that's why the historical context of, of Taylorism is really fascinating to me. It's, it was in 1911 that I believe that's when uh, whatever his first name is, I can't remember off the top of my head, but this idea of Taylorism started and it, it is really st stuck around for a long time. Um, and I, I feel sad about that because it's, we are human beings. We're not machines. We work with machines. We have all this wonderful technology that helps us in lives, but, but we're very different from machines. So we can't just press a button and turn off our emotions, but we're encouraged to in a lot of ways. And there are consequences in some cases for not turning ourselves off. I think I've mentioned before, it's, it's similar to that uh, or it reminds me of that show Severance on Apple TV. And if, if you haven't watched it, the general concept is that some workers get the option of like a brain surgery that allows them to separate their personal and professional lives. So each day the workers go into the office and as they go down an elevator, there's like some sort of trigger where they are in work mode and they don't know anything about their personal life. They are so all they're doing is thinking about work and they don't have any information about who they are outside work. And then when they take the elevator up at night to go back home, it switches to the opposite where they don't know anything that happened during their work day. They are just focused on their personal life. And I think that kind of sounds nice. Like, Ooh, let's separate our lives so that one doesn't influence the other. But in a way, that's very mechanic. That's very not human to separate ourselves in those ways. 
And I notice how it's impacted me. I notice how it's hard to say no and set boundaries and to take breaks. I notice it in the anxiety that I feel when I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning. And yet, I've also realized I can't please everyone. It's impossible. So no matter what I do, someone's going to be disappointed. So if I can give myself a little bit more of the edge of benefit there, it's probably more worth it than always trying to give other people the edge. It could be just a slight thing. Again, I the more I research the state state of things and other people's experiences, it's really important to re- remember that we don't all have the privilege of choice. We don't all have the privilege of choosing our, well, I don't know how much of our circumstances we can really choose, but we, we don't all have privilege, period. And so what I might be able to choose and how I might be able to navigate life may not be accessible to others because of their identity, of their circumstances. And I'm trying to be very mindful in that this isn't coming from a place of expertise or advice. It's, it's just simply pondering our relationships to work and productivity and how that might come up in conflict with our bodies. Going back to the Beyond Measure chat, someone, uh, the same person said, I have enough emotions of my own. I don't know how I have room left for other people, and yet they find their way in. Yeah. But that's part of being human, too, right? Like, we're just, I think maybe, maybe designed isn't quite the right word, but like historically, we have survived in communities we thrive together that's part of how we quote work and and operate and and do the get our basic needs met we need the input from others and considering how we impact others is so important so i don't know if we can ever turn that off but perhaps it's quieting the voices of others just to be able to understand what our needs are so that we can take that into account without being overly influenced by others, right? Um, One of the other members mentioned an app called My Human Design that helps to explain you and how you operate it um, and how you operate, period. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I, I've been slightly exposed to human design, um, still a lot that I don't know about that yet. So, um, yeah, the timing and how each of us are different. I mean, we're different in all sorts of ways, obvious and subtle ways. You know, the differences I often think about are, are, um, identities, right? Like what we look like what our preferences are for life. Um, the, a lot of our physicalities, I suppose, and how our society will give certain privileges to certain types of identities and, and certain people do not have the same privileges, whether that's access or 
um, ease. There's a lot of barriers in life depending on who each of us are and recognizing my privilege from a number of different factors. It, it's very important because I can't assume that what works for me or doesn't work for me will work or not work for others. And, and I think I'm trying to be very mindful of that whenever I speak. It, this is my experience, but not assuming that my experience will be the same for others and, and not assume that, that my answers will apply to others because of their circumstances. And it's an interesting time given the influence of things like artificial intelligence. A lot of people are concerned about it now. I, I think AI tools can be really helpful, but I start to wonder how much that'll influence us as human beings to operate like machines, to think like machines, to be influenced by machines. And is that going to help us get any more rest or is that going to help us work more and more and more? Are we going to be constantly focused on output all the time? Because now we don't have the excuse. If we have all these machines helping us, then, then we should be able to output more. Automating things that just lead us to... I, I guess the, the theory, if you automate something, you'll do less work. But in my experience uh, for myself and what I've noticed in others is they automate things so that they can go do something else simultaneously. So they're not really doing less work. Um, and I think I'm trying to redefine my relationship with all this as best I can. But it is not easy whatsoever. It's complex. I need money to make ends meet and to make money. I need to show up in the world in a certain way and offer a certain support or services or whatever else. Like, you know, that's at least how, how money comes to me is, is through a value exchange. And then there's other things. There are, there are elements of life that have nothing to do with money or very little to do with money. And it's still about showing up for one another. Beyond Measure is a perfect example. It, it is, the only money exchange within Beyond Measure is, is through the group coaching that I offer. But other than that, when I show up in the live sessions, when I record my podcast, the great majority of all of that is not compensated because I'm not driven by money to do those things, but it still takes effort and time and commitment and consistency and showing up. And then the question becomes, why do you show up? What do you show up for? Who do you show up for? And some people actually will ask me often about the things that I do, almost as if they're wondering why do things where you don't get paid? And that question itself started to irritate me because it seems like we become so accustomed to doing things just to receive something from them. But I think life is so much about giving too, not, not giving with the expectation of receiving, but giving because giving in itself gives us a sense of fulfillment.
And if we're not giving, who are we? That's the other question I think that comes up on days like today. If I'm, if I'm tired and need to rest, who am I? Am I still a valuable contributor to society when I'm tired? I think that's something my, my therapist would have pointed out if he was listening to this. <laughs> you know, who are we when we are not doing any, anything? When we're not giving, when we're not producing, we're not contributing, are we still valuable? I believe we are. We just have to kind of redefine what value is. That's also the whole the whole reason I created Beyond Measure is that I don't want to quantify somebody's worth based on what they give me or who they are, what their identity is. It's very tough. I, I don't know if that's ever fully possible. But I'm trying, I'm exploring that to really just look at the inherent worth in somebody that the value of somebody just showing up. I mentioned this today because some of the Beyond Measure members said that they were feeling tired too. And the fact that they showed up even though they were tired, it's like, oh, we're all tired. We all acknowledged it, but we're still here. That's really awesome. And they, it's not about anything beyond showing up. It's just the showing up that where there's the value. I think, but then I wonder maybe should they have shown up even though they were tired? <laughs> you, know, you know, like, should we, should we be here or should we really be resting? Big questions, not a lot of answers. Um, but I, I am pondering these things today and, and in a place of lots of rambling. Although I will say, I think there's a value when you're tired, when you don't feel as composed, maybe that's where your true self comes out. So I think that's, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to show up and, and talk and ramble and just see what, see what manifests when we're not trying to make it perfect. And we're not trying to give a hundred percent. Like I said earlier, like it's kind of interesting just like, just like the physical side of it, when I'm tired, I'm still interested in moving my body. I just am not attached to doing it as well as when I'm not tired. I have a completely different experience to physical movement, like hiking. When I'm energized, when I've slept well, when I'm in a really good mood, it's a whole different experience when I'm really tired or grumpy and I don't want to do it, but I do it anyways, it's, it's still worthwhile. It's just, it's just different. And yeah, as one of the beyond measure members said, when I'm tired, I can also start to tap into my subconscious mind. I find many ideas and revelations come about that way. Yes. But even then <laughs> my brain goes to, but is that still, what if we can just rest for rest sake and, you know, 
not, I'm not, I don't want to mine my rest for value. That's, that's the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm not fully clear on yet to just rest and not expect anything else from myself. And maybe if something just comes up, great. But I think right now recording, I'm still hoping something will come out of this tired recording. And is that the capitalistic mindset of no matter what I do, I'm looking to extract some sort of value from it. It's a whole mind shift to do something without trying to get value. And I don't know how to, I don't know if I know how to do that. (laughs) And that's exactly why I'm starting to research all this. I'm like, whoa, like I need, I would like, I don't need, but I, I would like to know, I would like to step outside of my experiences and try to view life from a non-capitalistic mindset. And I think that's really, really hard. It's essentially what I've been trying to get at today is this, when you live in a capitalistic society, everything is looked at as what can I get value from? What can I get from this person? What can I get from this experience? And it, I think it's a very foreign concept to not even try to get something. I don't even know if it's fully possible as human beings. Like, are we always trying to extract value from things or is that something we've been taught? Doing a podcast. Do you listen to a podcast because you're trying to learn something, get inspired by it, be entertained. I mean, as a podcaster, there's a lot of pressure because that is, that is the assumption is that somebody listens to a podcast to get something from it. But I guess we, we don't generally do something if we don't get anything from it, but what, what we get from things could be really nuanced. Is it company? Is it just some subtle enjoyment that we can't even name. I don't know. Now I'm starting to get very existential and this is typically what happens when I'm tired. (laughs) So, um, I feel tired talking about being tired. So this is my cue to wind things down, to take a break. So, um, I think what I need now is to lie down. I don't, I, I have a hard time taking naps. I will, if a nap for me, I think this is interesting thing too, right? Like there's a, I even have conditions about what I think a, a nap is, a definition of it. And to me, a definition that for other people is 20 minutes. But for me, when I fall asleep, I will sleep easily for two hours. And that feels terrifying today. It feels terrifying to lean into my need for rest, to lean into the tiredness. What I want to do is end the recording and end the Beyond Measure session and just go recover so that I can then be more productive. (laughs) 
And I, that's very common. These are typical experiences in our society. But I'm like, it's also kind of bizarre. Why can't I just go rest until I'm done resting? Doesn't feel like an option for a lot of us. And that makes me sad. So I'm going to go sit with that. Maybe I'll do like a little meditation in bed and just tune into myself more, quiet my mind. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe my mind just needs a little bit of a break. We'll see. Well, speaking of breaks, I um, have been toying with uh, switching around the schedule. I haven't made any decisions out of as of today, July 5th, but I don't know when this episode will come out yet. So as I have mentioned recently, I may be switching up the whole schedule and the episodes might be coming out in a different cadence on different days. It's very scary to experiment with this. I like consistency, but I also think experimenting is really important. Even if you have the risk of going in a direction that doesn't feel good, still feels important to experiment. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see. Uh, I think at, at the least I will be shifting to one episode a week instead of two. And what I don't know yet is whether I will continue recording weekly episodes of the show and maybe making them private and beyond measure. Lots to be figured out. If you have input on all of this, please let me know. Most people, though, want me to just decide for myself. So that's what I'm going to be focused on doing. As much as I want to make this democratic and have your opinions factored in, I, I think this is going to ultimately be up to me. And that's it's hard for me to make decisions on my own. So it'll be figured out in time. Appreciate your patience. Thanks for being part of a rambling conversation like this. Maybe they're all rambling. It's just different variations of how much energy I have when I ramble. <laughs> it's just, just about showing up however I am whenever I record. So thanks for, for being there for that. If you are interested and being part of the live recordings when they happen. We usually have a lot of interaction, um, always in the chat, as, as I've demonstrated today, as the members have demonstrated. Um, lots of great conversations happen in the Beyond Measure chat live while I'm recording. It's very cool to read all the different perspectives and responses and questions. Uh, so thank you for those that participate. And if, if you haven't yet joined and you're interested in that, if you want to explore all these complicated, nuanced elements of, of the human experience, which I think we do anyways, but if you want to have really open conversations about it and meet other people and hold space for one another and give and receive in various ways, we do that in Beyond Measure. We have these recordings, we have the group coaching, as I mentioned, we have hangouts, we've all sorts of, of interesting experiences together there. And it is free aside from the group coaching, which is a paid version of, um, 
beyond measure. I mean, it is beyond measure, but it's just a, a little section in there in which I used my well-being training to coach whoever is interested. And we come together as small groups and work on various forms of support through your emotional well-being. And um, if Beyond Measure doesn't appeal to you, you can always send me an email and share with me your thoughts and your feelings and reactions there as well. So that is linked in the description to Beyond Measure where you can also find my email. Lots of ways to reach me. Would love to hear from you. And I'll be back whenever I'm back again with the next episode <laughs> in this experimental time of the unknown. It just sounds like life. Okay. Bye for now.